0: Thanks for tuning in and making Res Life a part of your day. Whether this is your first time listening or this is a part of your weekly rhythm, we are glad you're here. If you'd like to connect more throughout the week, check us out at reslife.org, download our app, or follow us on social media. It's time for today's message, so let's dive in. Hey, keep clapping for the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. By the way, he's here right now. Amen. Clap like Michigan won yesterday. Come on. It is sad that Michigan got a louder applause than Jesus. If you want to give your applause back and ask forgiveness. We'll do that at the end of the service. No. Congratulations to Michigan. I know it's been a while since uh, Jim's pulled through, but he, he did it for you. And uh, it was fun watching even for me. I, I am from Arkansas. We are the U of A, the University of Almost, so I know what losing feels like. I don't know what the 10-0 and 0 feels like or 11-0, but I'm so grateful to be here, I'm so grateful for Rez Life. I, I hope you know that. I know you do, but I just want to say it. You're a part of a legendary work, a supernatural experience. This, this does not happen without great leadership and sensitivity to God, his Holy Spirit. And with your pastors, Dwayne and Jeannie, so many of your team members that I love so much. I'm so grateful. Can we give them a round of applause as well for their leadership? I just love, I love coming here. I love, I got preached to between services. I get preached to through their life. I get preached through. Uh, from maple syrup anointing, all kinds of things that inspire me and encourage me and their family. Um, I, I leave here full and I'm so grateful and I'm thankful for Tom and Diane and Bernie and Dan and just so many people and Jake. They're just such a great group of people here that, that we learn from and it's, it, it's something that I can always take back as a leader, as a pastor, so inspirational and I'm so grateful for this house. I'm so grateful that you have great vision and desire to do great things. And matter of fact, that's what we're going to talk about today because God's word teaches so beautifully that he calls us to build his kingdom. Matter of fact, the word of God tells us in a multitude of places that his desire is not only that the kingdom is near, but he has come to build his kingdom. The beautiful part of building the kingdom of God in the New Testament is that the building of God's church and kingdom happens through the local church. Everywhere in scripture, it happens through the blessing and the umbrella of the local church. That's why I'm passionate about the local church. That's why I know you're a part of a great local church. The local church is the hope of the world. Matter of fact, if you look in scripture, priority A, to reach the world is the local church. It's what God established. If you take the gospels, it's about winning people to Christ and getting them plugged in to the local church. And he echoes that as we sang about just a few moments ago in this room so beautifully about building his church in Matthew chapter 16. We see that, we see it in the book of Acts where we see exponential Growth within what? The local church. Matter of fact, it, the the nomenclature even changed from God's kids to, to God's church, to building his kingdom. And then we see in the next nine books, it's to churches. And then we see that the old church is learning about how to be the new church. And we see the echoes and the pictures of that all the way through the book of Hebrews. And then the next four books are to some great leaders and inspiring Uh, pastors and seminary students that are learning and growing and inspiring the church to do what? To build the church. And then you get to the book of Revelation, it's the seven churches, the way it cranks up. It's about the church. You're a part of the church. It's where the blessing is. And God wants to build his kingdom through the local church. And it happens through multiplication. The word of God teaches us that God's math of choice is multiplication. Matter of fact, let me just read a few scriptures to you in Acts chapter nine in verse number 31. It says, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee, Samaria had peace and was being built up. It was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Here's what the scripture says specifically here. The church multiplied It multiplied. That's God's will. That's God's desire. Anything alive is growing. Anything alive is growing. And then what continues is continued vision and a heart for the kingdom. And you continue to watch God use his church In growth. In Acts 12, verse 24, it says, but the word of the Lord continued to grow and to be multiplied. That's within the church. It's about multiplication. He's passionate about this issue. We see it in the principle of sowing and reaping. Matter of fact, let me read to you out of 2 Corinthians 9 and verse number 10. It says, God gives seed to the farmer and food to those who need to eat. God will also give you seed. And I love this. The scripture says, and multiply it. This translation says and multiply it and goes on, and I love this picture here. It says, "In your lives he will increase the things that you do, look at this, that have his approval." When you're involved in, another translation would say his righteousness. When you're a part of right stuff, things that God smiles on, things that God says, I approve of this. He says he's going to bring increase in your life. How many want God to multiply every area of your life for his glory? Raise your hand. We do. We all want multiplication. We all want it. I wish my bank app would multiply instead of just add. Amen. Anybody like that? Well, there's, a, there's obviously God's plan for our lives, for multiplication, for generational multiplication, for legacy within our marriage, within our homes, within our business. God wants to multiply in your life and he wants you to be a part of the things that he is a part of, that he approves of and that he wants to bless it. You get the opportunity with Heart for the Kingdom to be a part of a multiplication, eternal multiplication business, enterprise, institution that God created. That's the local church involved in eternal things. And one of the pictures of multiplication that I think is so powerful is a story that we all learn drinking cheap Kool-Aid and eating cheap cookies. You know what I'm saying? VBS is what I'm talking about. I don't know why tightwads always brought the stuff in black and yellow, but they always did instead of just Nabisco or name brand. I can tell you this, looking at myself in this white jacket after Thanksgiving, I can tell I ate lots of name brand. This was the wrong choice after Thanksgiving turkey weekend. I can tell you right now. Should have wore all black. But I, I love this story, and, and I want to read it to you in math, in Mark chapter 6. In verse number 36, it says this, and the disciples are saying, send the crowds away so they can go to nearby villages and get something to eat. And then Jesus interrupts them in verse 37, and he says, you feed them. You feed them. Heart for the kingdom is Jesus saying to you, you feed them. You have the opportunity. And here's the thing about this. 5,000 people, 5,000 men, excuse me, women and children, 14, 20,000, 25,000, whatever the number actually is that is there. We know there's at least 5,000 men. There's women, there's children. And he's saying to the disciples, you feed them. And you and I have the opportunity in this moment right now to respond to God saying, let's build the kingdom together. Jesus could have fed them. How many of you know Jesus could have just dropped manna from heaven and quail? Raise your hand. You've heard those stories. Raise your hand if you know God could have fed them right there. Why is he asking the disciples? We know that. Always say it this way. I, I believe Jesus could have dropped out of heaven number six combos from Long John Silver's with the fried poppy stuff underneath it. How many believe God's that good? He could have done that with French fries and no slaw because slaw is of Satan, right? You know that. No one eats coleslaw. What do you even make that stuff for? Don't give me no coleslaw filler. I might as well eat styrofoam plate. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now, but we're, hey, let's get back to the scripture. And here's what Jesus says. You feed them. God wants to use you. God wants to use me. He could have redeemed the world and the continuation of redemption story from the cross. Anyway, like snapping his fingers. But he didn't. He said, I'm going to build my church. My church is the avenue, the train, if you will, that's going to reach the world. And now I'm giving you an opportunity right now in this heart for the kingdom moment to feed somebody the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He could do it any way he wanted. He wants to use you. He wants you to partake and experience his goodness. And then they ask this very sarcastic question in verse 37 of Mark 6. He said, with what? With what? And don't you hear this like I used to hear from my teenage boys? This is exactly how they said, say, with what? How I many of you know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever, you know what I'm saying? If you haven't had teenagers yet, you need to practice how to interpret this. With What? What? And that's exactly what the disciples are saying. And then and they go on sarcastically and continue to say, we'd have to work, like he doesn't know how to do the math on this. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy all the food for all these people. And then Jesus asked the question he's asking you right now. How much do you have? He he don't care about your intergalactic math. He wants to know what you've got. Quit making it someone else's responsibility to carry the call I can't wait to bless you with. How much do you have? Matter of fact, if you're taking notes, point number one is simply this. Multiplication always starts with what you have. Not with somebody else's stuff, it's your stuff. It's what you have. How many loaves do you have? Know what you have and don't worry about what everybody else has. And be obedient to what God says. Matter of fact, the scripture says it this way. The scripture says in the book, just before the same chapter in Matthew chapter six and verse 19, you know this chapter very well. Seek first the kingdom of God's a few verses on. You know that where your treasure is, there your heart is. You've heard that preached before. But here's what the scripture says. It says, don't lay up for yourselves treasures here on earth where rust, you know about rust, northerners, right? You got that. Rust and moss. they destroy. He says this, but lay up, two words here, just wreck me. Lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Lay up for yourselves. In other words, you're storing up for something you may need to access at another point, but God's saying this, I want you to store it up for, it's not for Jesus. It's for yourself. It's for you. Bring it for you. I'm believing God, not because I'm getting uh, the opportunity to give so I can get back. But no, I'm storing it up in an account, in a heavenly account, so that maybe I may need to access that at another point, but I'm putting it in a place that's eternally guaranteed for reward and return. Your mortgage company can't give you that. That car payment can't give you that. Your annuity can't give you that. Giving to some institution other than the local church can't give you that, but you can lay up for yourselves And God doesn't do it for you. God wants you to do it. And he says this in a couple chapters later. He says, for you and I, we need to be passionate about the gospel because we will receive when we give it all. When we give up our home, our families, our brothers, our sisters. You know that passage, you're familiar with it. It says, and fields for me and the gospel. He says, I will fail to receive a hundred times as much. Will I not give to you in, it says this, in this present age and in the age to come. In other words, God's poured it out on you. Now you have the opportunity to see God bless. And that's exactly what takes place in the miracle that we see here. He says, what do you have? And then the scripture goes on and says, they went out and they found a young boy and the young boy had, what did he have? He had five loaves of bread, and I know this is not five loaves, okay? So to, for those of you that are worried about heresy here, this is just an illustration. But this is this is my illustration of five loaves. And this is not Wonder Bread. For those of you that are wondering, no, it's, it's called Feel Good Bread, some northern brand I've never heard of in my entire life. They do it a little different up here, I know. But... Uh, it's almost as good as one. Is there anything better than wonder bread? Hallelujah. For those of you that are gone organic and worried in panic, I'm saying, you, you know what you need to help you to get over fear and trust Jesus is you need some wonder bread and a cold, thick piece of butter and a butter knife and just try to smear it on there, rip it apart, put it in your mouth and eat it in Jesus' name. Talk about build your faith, get some wonder bread. Amen. Is there anything better than some wonder? I'm about to, I'm not going to eat this, but Tom's had it laid up here for a few hours. It's kind of, it's getting a little bit stale, but this is what he brought. This is what he brought. Some of you see that, man, this is all I got too. And God can't wait to bless it. God can't wait to use it. Matter of fact, what's so powerful about this illustration here is this, is that we see that God gets the bread from the person that doesn't even count. They didn't even count the kids. They didn't even count the kids and they went through to find what was gonna bless the kingdom, what was gonna give those around them hope was from the person that didn't even count. And I know, especially in this day and age, so many people living with insecurity and doubt and discouragement, living in a place of depression and wonder. Do, do, do I even matter? Let me tell you right now, if you can hear my voice, I, you can know this. You count to God, you matter to God, and He wants to use you to impact the world for His glory. He wants to use you. You're significant to Him. And He wants to use your wonder bread. In Jesus' name, he wants to use it. Whatever it is, if you're willing to say yes to God, he will use what doesn't even count. And here's why. That's how God's math works. He uses the people you know that only he can get the glory from it. That's why I love uh, our largest campus is in a town of 407 people. I love ministering in that community and, and even on Wednesday night, we just had an amazing group of people, uh, adults, hundreds of adults on a Wednesday night in a town of 407. I absolutely love it. Why? Because I know God gets all the glory. I mean, yes, I'd love to live in a town with a roost, Chris. That could be God's will for my life. I don't know. It'd be nice. But I, when I sit back and I think to myself, I'm like, I know God's going to work in obscurity and he'll use you even though you don't think he knows. You count, and he wants to use you. His math, his economy is totally different than yours. And not only that, God is in the problem-solving business and problem-solving to feed this many people with just a few pieces of bread and a few fish. God says, here's how we're gonna do it. God's gonna do the same for you. Before he does the miracle, I find it so interesting that he chooses to restructure the entire audience. And he goes on in the scripture here and you can see it in verse 39. Jesus told the disciples to have the people and you don't don't skip over this stuff when you're reading this story. He says, he tells the people to sit down on the grass in groups. So they sat down in groups, look at this, a 50 and 100. In other words, what God's gonna do is he's gonna get you emotionally connected, emotionally invested in this miracle. He's gonna ask you to structure your lives, to structure your potential ability to receive more in a way that he gets the glory. And I really believe he put these 50s and 100s here so that whenever there was the leftover and they come by to pick up, he wanted to show overflow. And I believe he wants to do the same thing in your life. And I know people are like, oh, well, that's prosperity gospel, or that's just name it, claim it. No, it isn't. God's desire is to bless you. Listen, poverty mentality, I believe is from the enemy. I don't believe it's of God. I believe God wants to bless you. And I know what people are saying. And they're like, Shannon, you know, this is, you know, about month. Here's the deal. If you make $40,000 a year, household income, combined household income, you're in one of the top, 1% 1% income earners in the world out of 8 billion people. It's not, I'm not talking about hundreds and hundreds. I'm not talking about throwing yourself out. You are extremely blessed. If you know you're blessed and you know God's blessed, you say Amen. We know that you're blessed. Here's the thing, just allow God to structure everything to pour out more because the larger the conduit and the, and the more trust is involved, God can't wait to pour it in on you. And I know what you could have said. And I know what the disciples said. I promise you the disciples brought these five pieces of bread, these five loaves, and I know what they, they brought it to it. I believe it was sarcasm. And by the way, the Sea of Galilee, they produce most of the fish they produce the most is sardines. And I have two sardine fillets right here for you. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, and it's exactly right. It smells just like you're thinking right now. Here's two sardine fillets. And I and here's what I know happened because I have church staff. They brought this going. <laughs> Good luck! And I know what some of you are saying, I don't count. I don't have much. And God's saying this, I can't wait to use it. It was, it was what he had. And even in their sarcasm, I, I, I'm not 100% saying I can back that biblically, but I believe they brought it knowing that it may not work. But whatever it is, God wants to structure it. He wants to prepare the conduit, the grouping, the structuring for greater miracles in your life. I'm just going to say this as politely as I can. You need to prepare for the overflow that God's getting ready to pour out in your life. Structure it. Get it set up. You can't have multiple accounts in your business until you set up multiple accounts for God to pour it out in it. And you'll emotionally, you'll spiritually obey, but you'll emotionally connect with this. You'll physically connect with this. If you're married, you'll relationally connect with this. God will structure and sit you in those areas in a way that brings about unbelievable blessing. And and here's another piece that's so important for all of us to understand. And, And look back at Mark in verse 41 of chapter six. It says, Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish. And it says this, he took the five loaves the two fish in the sarcastic handed gift potentially that was given. And it says, He looked toward heaven. And what's the scripture say? He says, He blessed them. In other words, He trusted the, His heavenly Father to do more than they could possibly imagine. And here's what else you need to note He did this publicly, knowing what? that this wasn't enough. In faith. How about this? Let's get, not Jesus, but you and I. Not Jesus, because we know he wasn't there. You, wouldn't you be embarrassed if, if everyone here in, in this room, and I know online can't experience everything that's transpiring in here, but there's hundreds of people in here. And if I said, hey, it's time for lunch after we're done, and I'm feeding everybody. Here's what we got. We're gonna split this up, and and I, I'm just no God's. Get, what what would you be doing right now? Number one, you'd say I ain't eating none of this. That's that's number one. But number two, you'd be like, "There's no way," right? You know, this wouldn't be, if you got the gift of hospitality, you're sweating right now going, oh man, that makes me nervous thinking about it because I hate when I think I don't have enough. Anybody else that way? I mean, I'd rather have 10,000 extra than run out. And and so he said, he held this up knowing it wasn't enough. Why? So God could get all the glory. Does your marriage not feel like enough? Hold it up to Jesus and let God bless it. You think your kids, you got a rebellious child, you got a financial situation, it's your business. It's maybe an addiction. You don't know what it is. Listen, hold up your faith when you know it isn't enough and watch God bless it in a supernatural way. And I believe he wants to do that in and through your life. But you got to hold it up, even when you know it isn't enough. And then what takes place? It says that you got to break it. It's got to be broken. And until it's broken, you're not willing to share it. I'm helping somebody right now. Until you recognize I'm not keeping all this, I'm breaking it, I'm giving up self. It's the same way in salvation. You can't even be saved until you're broken. You don't go on your terms. You don't come to Jesus in your way. You don't say, oh, well, I'll keep my addiction. I'll keep my frustration. I'll keep my, no, you do what? You fall on the rock Jesus and say, I repent of my sin. I turn from my way. The Greek word metanoia, it simply, it very clearly means this. I'm living this way. Now I'm breaking off from living that way. And I'm headed in your way in Jesus name. And it's the same way with your resources. You have to break it so it can be blessed. The multiplication never took place until when the scripture says, when Jesus broke it, Then the scripture goes on there, verse 41 and 42, and says, it multiplied. And when you break it, God begins to bless it. And God begins to multiply it. And God says, what isn't enough, I'm gonna make more than enough in Jesus' holy name because when you break it, God blesses it. The scripture goes on and says this. It says he distributed it to the disciples to serve the people. I love that. I love the fact that he handed it to those around him. Why? I believe he did it because he knew they were thinking it wasn't gonna be enough. I love when God shows off to sarcastic people. Anybody else? Anybody else love it when just Jesus shows up and you get to say, maybe in your mind, maybe not out loud, I told you so, I knew God was gonna do it. Listen, wouldn't you hate to be the person that misses out on investing and changing the next generation because you're sitting there saying million, Oh man, how are we gonna do that? And God's saying, listen, I'm gonna do it. And not only that, you're gonna get to be a part of it. Don't miss out on it. Don't miss out on it. Get a part of it, break it, hold it up, ask God to multiply it. And don't be sarcastically saying there's no way. There's always a way when God is involved. If you believe that, put your hands together and let's celebrate Jesus and what he can do. I sit back and watch God do things I could have never dreamed, ever dreamed. But it's not gonna happen when you hoard it for yourself. Just like we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, you have got to get the seed out of the container so it can become more. So it can become more. And not only that, God wants to do it in the here, right now, and the when, and the then. He wants to bless you now. We don't give to get. Please hear me. I hope you hear me say that. We give out of obedience to God. But when we get to this generosity level, obedience is the tithe. Over and above is when we get into this generosity level of supernatural blessing, because I believe the tithe opens the windows of heaven. The offerings over and above determines how much comes out. And once we get into that lifestyle, God does things that you can't even imagine. And if you look at it, for those of you that struggle even with the tithe, read what Jesus says in Luke chapter 11, in the last portion of that chapter there, where he's talking to the Pharisees, he says, hey, you bring your root, you bring your tithe, you bring your mint tithe, you bring your tithe on your your harvest, but you do it without love and justice toward the things of God. Don't do that. But he says, do it the way you should. You should do it with love and justice, but don't stop doing what you were already doing, which was tithing. I think that's Luke 11, 41 and 42. Don't quote me on that, but look it up for yourself and see if I'm close. I just know it's so easy to just jump through. Why does everybody become a theologian when it comes to money? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I can't share my faith, but I can tell you the tithe is from the devil. It's weird. It's weird to me. I mean, like nobody even knows what the seven hills are and the seven horns and the seven beasts and the seven fields and the seven revelation. We're like, don't know this, don't know that. But when it comes to money, I am a theologian. It's crazy. We got more under, it's misunderstanding. Here's the deal. Once you break it, God can't wait to bless it. That's what I can tell you will happen right now. It'll happen today. It'll happen today. When you recognize that it's all God's anyway. The scripture tells us so clearly in Hebrews chapter seven in verse number eight, it says that right now in the here, we give to mortal priests that live and die. But it says that when we give, we also give to their, Hebrews seven, eight, we give to their, that says this, we give to the one King James, if you need some every once in a while, I gotta throw some in every service. It says, we give to the one who liveth. Mm, King James, hallelujah. The one who lives, the one who li- In other words, we give here to mortal men but we're giving it to there because we're recognized that Jesus is alive. That's why you tithe. That's why you give because we want people to know that Jesus is alive. In other words, we partake of the Lord's supper to recognize his death. We tithe and give to recognize he's alive in our lives. And when you have that opportunity, you tell that story to all these lives, these next generation, these young ladies at this house. I hope we're going to get to tell them Jesus is alive. The gospel is it. It's under the covering of the local church, and God's going to supernaturally bless it. But you got to break it. You got to bring your fillets, and trust God that He's going to make it more than enough. By the way, that's His math. The scripture says that it was more than enough. Does anybody remember? I know you remember. Remember what happened? He not only fed everybody there. It says that they had 12 baskets full. I believe there's overflow coming in this offering because you're gonna trust God. And maybe David will help me as I close these last few thoughts, just playing quietly. But who would have ever dreamed, huh? 12 baskets And then he just, who wants to see this on Hulu heaven? Anybody want to see this? The streaming service at our mansion is going to be heaven Hulu and you're just going to watch him break it and break it and never stops breaking. By the way, it'll happen in your bank account. I know it will in your business. God wants to do it. What? When you're willing to trust him. When you're willing to trust him. God and his math works and it gives you overflow in your life. It gives you overflow in your life. The Old Testament says it this way, that he is more than enough. Uh, The word is El Shaddai, the word shad or mountain. It actually translates to the word breast. It's a picture of God giving the colostrum before the milk even to people so that you, you don't even know what you need and God can't wait to pour it more than enough, all sufficient in and through your life. But it's not going to happen unless you trust him with it. It's not going to happen unless you trust him. Unless you surrender to God's best. And give. Here's what I know. 32 years of ministry. And even with a girl's name, I know this. Seven and a half million could be raised right now in this room, in this service. Not including everyone that's online. I'm talking about in this room, it could be raised. So why not raise 15? And let's just bless and see overflow. Let's build two of them. Let's watch God do something supernatural. Because here's what I think is so beautiful about this. Actually, this, nothing. But the story, we're still telling the story of the boy who didn't count's gift. Gift. We're still telling his story. The part of the story that sometimes I think about because I have issues is, why didn't no other mom pack a lunch for a kid? I mean, that's so weird to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it was the only one that knew and it was the only homeschool mom. That's what it was for sure. She was prepared and ready. But his story is still being told. You know, Jesus says, whenever the prostitute poured out her, basically her life savings, her entire business investment, perfume. That's how she lured them. She poured it on Jesus and wiped her tears off of his, with her He says this, wherever the story is told, those moments of sacrificial, obedient giving still speaks. It still speaks. Matter of fact, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, the writer here says this about Cain and Abel. You know, Cain brought, they both brought an offering and there wasn't anything wrong necessarily with what he brought, that being Cain. But he brought it wrong. He brought it incorrectly with the wrong heart. Abel brought his with the right heart. And, and because he did, look at the scripture, says, by faith, Abel... Look at this. Still speaks even though he's dead. Did you know there are people that have long passed that believed in the vision of Rez life and they gave and they're still speaking today. Matter of fact, you're sitting on seats they paid for. Your kids are being cared for in excellent facilities, just like a mini Disney World over there that they paid for. You're hearing my voice through a sound system that someone who went before you paid for, and they're still speaking. Don't you wanna be someone who's investing in a young life, a young mom, who has no other hope except because you gave and they found hope and they will find hope. I was watching the video and getting emotional because uh, last October, my oldest daughter adopted a child from a situation just like that. And his parents both died father soon after he was born and the mother later who committed suicide and my oldest daughter adopted him matter of fact we call him Prosper that's his new name Prosper Odell and I just think what if his parents would have had a household I'm so glad I have him. I just bought him a Red Ryder BB gun. He can't even hold it. I don't care. I'm going to get him an AR soon in Jesus' name. I'm so glad I have him. But I'm so glad that some mom and young child in this area is going to have a place. They're going to have hope. You want a tightwad on that? You want to worry what people think when you just hold up five loaves? Jesus is going to break it. And we're going to see little Prosper saved. And mom saved. Why? Because they're going to have this covering. Hallelujah. Don't miss out on that. And that gift will still speak until Jesus returns. The only reason I think anyone would miss out on this is because you're not even certain that you're a part of his kingdom. And you can settle that today. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, would you do this right now? If you know that there's doubt in your heart and you want to have a greater heart for the kingdom you want to pour in you want to have that connection with jesus you you've been wondering and wrestling but you're ready to settle it right now the scripture says if we confess with our mouth that jesus christ is lord there has to be a verbal confession and i want to give you a verbal confession that you can pray right now right there online right there in your seat just simply say lord jesus i'm a sinner I need you to save me. I repent of my sin. I'm turning from my my way and I'm turning to your way where I'm asking you to save me. Be my boss. Be my rescuer. I'm ready to live for you in Jesus' holy name, I pray. And With no one looking around, would you just simply hold your hand up and say, I prayed that minute and accepted Christ as the boss and rescuer of my life. I love, love, love what I'm seeing. Thank you. You can put them down. You can put them down. Thank you so much. Awesome, 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 awesome. And you got a great place to plug in. The second thing I want to ask is this. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're bold and you want to put it in the comment section online, you can give a thumbs up. But if you know you're committed to invest in life change, I'm just going to make a me and God's statement by just simply slipping your hand up. I'm going to invest in this kingdom offering to see little prospers and their moms changed in Jesus name. Would you just slip your hand and put it right back down. I'm going to just as a moment of accountability. Wow, 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 wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're like, man, all I got, don't worry. He can make it more. Five loaves and two fish, two sardines. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for the hearts that are yours, that you rescued, that you drew, that you saved today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the, those that are being obedient and, and moving into a level of generosity for the heart for the kingdom offering and investing in life change. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that someone just like Anna is gonna save and encourage and lead a little prosper to you through this wonderful, wonderful house. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of building your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information, if you're in need of prayer or just want to connect with the community, go to reslife.org, follow us on social media, or email us anytime at reslife at reslife.org. We hope you have a blessed day, and we will see you again soon.